Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Fast Podcast, football and sports talk. This week, we actually have more than just football to talk about. So, I'm Eric. And this is John. And let's get started. Yep, and this is Fast. So, I want to hop in real quick into some of these topics, because I actually have a bunch of stuff I wanted to go over. So... I'm going to start off with this because this one is kind of a little bit of a downer and I didn't want to save this one for last. So I'm just going to do it first and get it over with. So I don't know if you saw the video, but I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, but it's, it's real recent, like within the past two or three days. There was a high school playoff game in Texas. And it, I think it was like the winner of the game made it to the state finals. Like it was it was a pretty big game. Well, <clears throat> one of the defensive linemen for one of the high school teams, he had multiple personal foul penalties and and roughing the passer. So one of the refs ejected him from the game, kicked him out of the game. You know, you're ejected. Right. Well, the guy, the high schooler comes running full speed from the sideline and spears the ref in the back. What? Yeah. And I have not I mean, that one. knocks the ref like five yards down the field. I was like, that is absolutely insane. Yeah, that kid's probably going to be – probably um, not even suspended. Um, What's it called? Expelled. Expelled. There you go, from school. Like, there's no way that he's not going to be. I don't know, man. It was insane. And then the uh... – they the police actually escorted him out of the stadium. Oh yeah, he's going to be gone. There's no way he's not going to be completely expelled from school. So think about this: like he's a senior. He was he was all state like mm. as a player, and he apparently was on the wrestling team and was all state in wrestling. And this kid had like scholarships and everything. He probably just literally ruined his life. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, um, cause it was a Texas guy too. There was a guy that I used to work with when I worked over at Taco Bell, right? Okay. And he was actually an all state quarterback and he played for La Plata. Okay. Well, he had a scholarship to go to Texas Tech University to be their starting quarterback. But when he was working at Taco Bell, Out of the blue, he just stole somebody's credit card that they left at the store and spent $10 at a gas station on gas and lost everything. Wow. Over $10. Over $10. But, yeah, I was just thinking about it. I was like, this kid literally ruined his entire life because he he couldn't control his emotions. Yeah. 
But I guess that's no different than when Miles Garrett went to go swing his helmet at Mason Rudolph. That's a little bit different, I guess, because that's in the NFL. And I mean, it's, it's, it's raw emotions getting to you and you not being able to control yourself. Right. Same but with, with Miles Garrett, it was towards another player. This and was it's still, it's still a person on a person. Yeah. But like as a football player, you are in it's ingrained in your mind to have respect for the referees more so than yeah. your opposing teammate. That's fair, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, you can go to any f- football player and they'll say, yeah, you're never supposed to touch the ref ever. Right. But, you know, Miles Garrett was against his opponent. Right. This guy did it to a ref. So, I, I don't know. It's insane. And it's sad that he probably just ruined his life. But, yeah. anyhow. So, yeah, if if anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about. I'm sure if you type in YouTube Texas football game hits ref, I'm sure it's probably the first thing that comes up. Oh yeah. I bet it's going viral right now. But anyhow, so the next thing I wanted to talk about was uh you probably didn't, but did you watch the Mike Tyson boxing match? No, I, I saw that it was a draw. Yeah. Is that right? It was, and it never should have been. So, if I was betting on this boxing match in Vegas, I would have been livid that they called it a draw. Because anybody that watched that boxing match, Mike Tyson beat the hell out of Roy Jones in every round. And Mike Tyson wasn't even trying. Like, you could tell Mike Tyson was not trying. And Roy Jones, after every round, was completely out of breath. And mm. he, he, Roy Jones just kept trying to hold Mike Tyson. Mm. So, so why do you think they called it a draw then? Because it was an exhibition match. It had, you know, it had like nothing really weighing on it. So they probably didn't. And I, I think I could be wrong about this, but it was for one of Mike Tyson's charities. Uh, so I don't know, but Mike Tyson beat the hell out of Roy Jones in that fight. And um, if I, I think that Mike Tyson at 54 years old could still beat some of the professional boxers just based on how he looked good. Yeah, I mean, once you, like, because basically, like, when you go into, like, elite sports and stuff like that, you pretty much become, like, a bodybuilder. And they say that, like, if you don't, if you, like, do bodybuilding and you don't keep up with your body, it can literally just destroy you. Because all that muscle will turn into fat. And it's, like, it's, it once it gets to that point and it's stretched out, it has to stay out of the way. Otherwise, it'll really affect you harshly. So are you saying that that happened to Roy Jones? Um, I mean, it, it could play a part into it. I didn't think he looked that bad. Obviously, he was still well enough to where he was boxing and not knocked out against Mike Tyson. Right, right. I mean, you know what I mean? But it, it could play a part in it that he's not – Maybe he's not necessarily 
staying in as good a shape as he would have been if he was still at the top of his game. Right. Makes sense. Well, also, both of these guys are over 50 years old as well. So you got to yeah. keep that in mind. It's amazing that they're even in the ring. Right. And boxing at a decent level, you know, decent level. There didn't look like a bunch of idiots in there. Right. So another thing, going to another sport. So we've talked about high school football. We've talked about boxing. Now we're going to talk about the NBA. LeBron James, I believe his new contract has extended long enough to where his son will be able to make it into the NBA while LeBron James is still playing in the NBA. Oh, my gosh. So he has the possibility to be playing with or against his son in the NBA. How old is his son right now? I am not sure what his son's exact age is, but I know from the article that I read is that LeBron James's contract, if he finishes out his contract, is long enough, it extends far enough that at his son's age, his son will be eligible to be into the NBA while LeBron James is still in the NBA. Mm. Isn't that insane? Could you imagine? You're literally playing at an elite level, and your son is going to be in the league, like a professional sports league, playing either with or against you. Yeah. Like, you can be, like, out back, like, playing basketball against your dad. But, like, this is professionally, and they're both at a professional level. That's insane. Yeah, that would be crazy. So, I just thought that was mind-blowing. I don't know if that's ever Isn't happened. It, in LeBron is 36, though, if I'm correct, right? Who? LeBron. You know, I don't know what – I know he's in his late 30s. I, I don't I know think it's 36. So, And I, I want to say last time I checked, his son was like – 14 or 15. So my guess would be somewhere around what, like an eight year contract, which would put him maybe through like year 44, 45. I don't, you think he really makes it that long? No, because in the NBA, you can, you don't, you can come in from high school. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess. Yeah. So that would only be a couple years away. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's fair enough. It's still um, mind-blowing. We'll see. We'll see if his, if his son's good enough to make it in the NBA. I mean, I'm sure he will be. He's getting trained by his dad. Right, exactly. But, I mean, still, you never know. It could turn out he's not as good or whatever. Right. So we'll see. So another thing. RG3. Yeah, I can't even say his name. RG3. Oh, RG No Knees. That's what you mean. He looked absolutely horrible in that game against the Steelers. He fumbled the ball on his first snap. Then the very next drive, he throws a pick six. Then in like the third quarter, he gets, he pulls his hamstring from like running five times. Yeah. And now he's on IR. Do you think, do you think this is his last season in the NFL? 
You know, I'll say this. You know what my favorite part of that game was? When Trace McSorley went in for him and then threw a 70-yard bomb to Marquise Goodwin. But it was kind of, if he had have missed that throw, the dude was wide open, and he did underthrow him. Yeah, but I, I, RG3 is done. I think, I, think he, I think RG3 is done. Yeah, there's no way. He looked absolutely horrible. And I, I feel so bad for him. The Redskins literally ruined his career. No, he, all right, I will say this. So, I don't know how many people know the, like, the actual story behind what happened with RG3 and why his career went south the way it did in Washington. But it actually was his fault. So I mean, he could have pulled himself out of the playoff game, but... No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the injuries. The injuries did help derail him, but that's not what caused him... You're just talking about how he acted? Not even that. So, all right, so the Shanahan's drafted him, right? And obviously we know how Kyle Shanahan's doing on the 49ers, and at the time he was the offensive coordinator for us. Right. Well... The first year it worked all well because kind of like how Greg Roman does Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, they shaped this plan around RG3 that was to use his skill sets and to draw plays that are unique to him so that he could be good with it, right? Right. Well, I don't know if you ever heard about it, but him and his dad literally went to the Shanahan's and to the owner, because the owner was like attached to RG3 and said, hey, I don't want to run the, the playbook like this anymore. I want to be a pure pocket passer. And literally forced the Shanahan's to change the playbook to cater to him. And because of that, literally ruined everything because it wasn't his strong suit. It wasn't what he was good at. And from that point on, between the injuries and between him trying to do something that he wasn't particularly strong at, he ruined his own career. I do know that he did say he wanted to be a pocket passer. Yeah, and he legitimately went to the owner. And the owner told them to change the playbook to pocket passing rather than with all the RPOs and stuff just for him. The thing is, he has a strong arm. Like, he has a really strong arm. But I guess just like um, just like a Josh Allen or a Cam Newton, just because you have a strong arm doesn't make you accurate, you know? Right. Accuracy in the NFL is the most important thing. And if you don't have that, you don't have anything. Yeah, I mean, look at Drew Brees. He's probably the most accurate passer in the history of the NFL, and he has a weak arm. Yes. Yeah. He really so, doesn't have a strong arm. No. But Look at Tom Brady. literally top three all time, you know? Right. Yep. It is crazy, but I, I feel bad for him because, I mean, he was so – he was such a gifted player. And it just went completely off the rails after one year. Yeah, but I think you can also look at the history of a lot of different players that come out of the first round, and you could probably say the same thing. I mean, think about Ryan Leaf, right? Right. He was supposed to go first overall, but he ended up going second because Peyton Manning got picked by the Colts. And 
that completely just went south. Like there's so many players where you could say the same thing and it just happens. It has nothing to do with like somebody doing something or another. It's just stuff happens. Like, uh, but like, think about it. Like RG three and um, Andrew Luck, they were supposed to be like the face of the NFL for like the next decade when they were drafted. Andrew Luck said, F this, I'm out of here. And RG3 is just a backup. Right. It's, it's crazy. That, that, tells you, that tells you right there that it's literally – it's that there's, there's no telling who's truly going to be what coming in the draft. It is it's true. It's guessing. It's guesswork. So – one thing that I can tell you is that I was 13 and three in my picks last week. Hey, I mean, that is awesome, but I did at least do better than I you have. Did. Been. You ha- you were 11 and five and that was, that was definitely your best week so far. Yeah. So I'm getting there. So two more things that I want to go over before we make any picks. Josh Jacobs is out this week. Oh, I actually did not see that yet. Yeah, he uh, he has an ankle injury, and they just announced that he's going to be out. So literally all five of my starting running backs have now officially been out on my fantasy team. Great. Yep. Speaking uh, of fantasy, I'm number one in my league now. I'm um, just – my whole team's injury prone. And then the and then the other thing is they announced that Colt McCoy will be starting for the Giants against the Seahawks. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> that's an easy game to pick. So, the Washington Football Team looking better and better. Yeah, I think um I think it was um what's I forgot her first name, but um I want to say it's Cynthia yes Cynthia yeah. Freeline. Cynthia does, Freeland. Yes. Who does all the like statistical stuff on NFL Network? Right. Um, I think she gave it was, which is funny because this was before Daniel Jones was out this week. But I think she gave the Giants the best shot to make the playoffs. Um, no, 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 it, no, it was uh, so on NFL Network or sorry on NFL.com. They had the Redskins at, like, it was a little over 30. It was like a 32% chance. Okay. It was 100,000 simulations that they did. Oh, okay. Maybe I read it wrong because I thought I read that it was, like, uh, 40% Giants, 32% Redskins, and then, like, 19% Eagles and the rest was Cowboys. No, so they had – it was, like, 32 Redskins. Then the Giants were at 28 Okay. The, the Eagles were at 22 and the Cowboys were at like eight or 17 or 18. I bet you that changed because I, I do remember the article, but I bet you when the whole Daniel Jones things happened with him going officially out for a week, I bet you they like had to redo the simulation or whatever. They might have, but when I read the article, it was before they announced that Colt McCoy was starting. Gotcha. I'm not sure. Yeah, but that sounds about right. So either way, it's it's really going to be between the Giants and the Redskins, which is crazy. Who would have thought that at the beginning of the year? The you know? Giants, the Giants are on a three-game win streak. Yeah, yeah, and it's not crazy. If the Redskins win, they'll be on a three-game win streak. 
that's insane. So anyhow, so uh, I have our picks right. Well, I have the schedule so we can make our picks. So obviously there's, there was no Thursday night game um, because the Ravens enjoyed getting their entire roster COVID. So that, (laughs) that, that uh, screwed the Cowboys and the Redskins for this week because both of their games get pushed. So Anyhow, uh, Cleveland at Tennessee. Oh, you would start with this. Oh, it's going to be a rushing insanity of a game. Yeah, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt versus Derrick Henry. Yeah. Um. So first off, I want to personally apologize to anybody. Last week, I told to not start Derrick Henry. I'm an <laughs> idiot. I yeah. I I really, I'll say this: if DeForest Buckner was on that field, I think I was right because he's a force, man. That whole defense was terrible without him. At least you didn't tell them to not start Tyree Kill either. Yeah, but yeah, so there's that. Um, so I actually was gonna. I think I'm gonna go with the Browns this week on this only because. I think their defense outmatches the Titans' defense. So that's actually what they were saying on NFL Network is they think the Browns' defense is going to be able to win the game. I actually went with the Titans. I want the Browns to win, but I went with the Titans because I feel like Ryan Tannehill is more consistent than Baker Mayfield. That's fair. Yeah, and I get that. And, you know, and I hate this because I feel like every week I'm picking it against the Titans and they're such a good team and they're eight and three. And it's probably an idiot move of me. The the Browns are eight and three. I know, but I'm just saying on the Titans part, I keep picking against the Titans and I don't know why. That's like me picking against the Colts every week. So, yeah. Yes, we'll split on that one. So, all right. So next game, the Raiders without Josh Jacobs versus the Jets without a team. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um okay, for sure Raiders, but I just yeah. want to make this as a side note because I was listening to NFL radio on the way home tonight from work. Um I thought it was funny. There was actually a Jets caller that was on NFL network, and he was like, you know, I kind of want Adam Gase to just finish out the year. And the guys were like, why? And he was like, because I want the 4 million Jet fans to every single one to tell Adam Gase he sucks for the $4 million he's making right now. Right. So I read another thing about Adam Gase where they were like, they were saying that by Jets ownership, keeping Adam Gase as the coach is more of a punishment than firing him. Yeah, it is. It is. So, Do you know how many Jets you, fans are probably sending him hate mail and death threats and all this other stuff? Didn't I tell you? I kept telling you. I was like, they're going to keep Adam Gase until the end of the year. That's insane. But anyhow, so, you know, I, I obviously picked the Raiders as well. I think they shocked the world by not showing up last week. So I think they're going to have – obviously they're going to have to – if they lose to the Jets, 
they don't deserve to make the playoffs. Right. If if they All lose right. to the Falcons and the Jets back to back weeks, don't even put them in the playoffs. All right. So hold up. Uh, before you go there, because I wanted to say something about the Falcons there. All right. So under Dan Quinn, they were what was it? Oh and four or oh and five, something like that, right? Yeah. They're now what is it? Four and three under Raheem Morris. They are a much better team. They are. They are definitely up. playing a lot better. Yeah. So I, I am not going to sit here and uh, you know me. Um. Whatever. I've been high on the Raiders all year. Um. That was their one game. If they have any other games like that, they don't deserve to go to the playoffs at all. Right. Right. Um, That's but what I'm I think saying. it's like, fair enough to say that they had one bad game and then just let it go against a pretty, pretty hot Falcons team right now. Yeah, I'm just saying if they lose to the Falcons and the Jets back to back weeks, they are might be done. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But I think John Gruden, you know how he is, he'll have them ready. Oh yeah, I I like the Raiders this this year. So, anyhow, another uh, weird matchup: the Jaguars at the Vikings. So same way that you were just talking about the Raiders. If these Vikings, they got so, so lucky last week to win that game. Kirk Cousins. Yeah. But if they don't win this game, then they don't deserve to do anything else this year either. Because I think I think they could go on a, a late run here. Because the way that their schedule set up, I think they could win out and get to the playoffs somehow. So Kirk Cousins actually won Offensive Player of the Week um, last week. He, he deserved it. That was a great, that was a great comeback. And um, he, over the past month, he is one. I think they said he's in the top three highest rated, highest rated quarterbacks in the past four games. Hmm. Doesn't surprise me. He he's a hot and cold one, though. You know what I mean? He has he, he really is. good games and he has really bad games. So I went with the Vikings. Or you're going with the Vikings as well? Yeah. All right. So. As long as Dalvin Cook stays healthy, I was terrified when he got hurt because I have him on my fantasy team, and I'm going to need him for playoffs. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so next one, another weird game, the Bengals at the Dolphins. If anybody, you know, if anybody in the NFL universe picks the Bengals, they are wrong. Those Dolphins are about to stomp them. You think no matter who starts, Tua or Fitzpatrick? I don't think it matters. So I went with the Dolphins also, but I I hope Fitzpatrick starts. Uh, from the sounds of it, he will, because it sounds like Tua is still pretty hurt. Um, I, just, I just think that the Dolphins are a better team with Fitzpatrick right now. I mean – to be fair, like I think Tua in the in the long run provides them with what they're going to need, right? With all the tools to be successful. Um, maybe right now Fitzpatrick because he knows at least what to do. But you, Fitzpatrick is the same way as Kirk Cousins. You know, he's so hot and then he's so cold. It's either yeah. five touchdowns or five picks. It's not. It's not in between. It's not one or the other. Right. Always. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think Tua is is good and he's going to be a good quarterback. But I just think right now you have to stay with Fitzpatrick. I think he's playing so well this year. 
Yeah, I just don't think you can keep doing this whole back and forth thing. Yeah, you it's pick one or you pick the other, and that's it, and you roll yeah, with it. Yeah, it's demoralizing for both of them to, yeah. to keep doing that. Yeah, especially on a team that is right now. If the playoffs started today, they're in the playoffs. Yeah. So, so anyhow, uh, next game, the Colts at the Texans. Now, keep in mind the Texans. Will Fuller is suspended for the rest of the year because he took performance-enhancing drugs. So the Texans can pretty much say goodbye to their offense because Will Fuller was their offense with Deshaun Watson. Well, I'll say this because I have him on fantasy. Uh, Brandon Cooks is doing pretty good, actually, believe it or not. He's been racking up some yards this year over there. Well, he's he's really going to have to step up now because he's their only weapon. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. This is a game they were talking about earlier, and they were like, watch the Texans are going to give the Colts a really hard time. And there was also something that um, I think it was Pat Kerwin, who was a former NFL GM, always says, is which is um, like when the rule of thumb is each year with like the rivalries, it's like it's always split. So like when if, say, the Saints and the Falcons, right, the Saints won the first one, Right. As long as they're close or relative to the same team, they're going to split the series more than likely. Right. Um, but I don't think – I think the Colts have this. I don't think they lose two in a row. Um, but I'm, I'm, I was within an inch of picking the Texans on this. So I went with the Colts also just because I don't see their defense – giving up much of anything to the Texans offense, especially with Will Fuller out now. Yeah. We'll see though. Deshaun Watson can make some plays now. He might surprise you. I have so I have Deshaun Watson as my starting quarterback in fantasy. I actually benched him. This is the first time this year that I'm not starting him. I'm starting Derek Carr because he's playing against the Jets. That's that's a good yeah that's a I think that's a good swap. So, but Derek Carr got one point last week, so I'm a little nervous. Yeah, I think he'll bounce right back. He's been having yeah. a really good year. So anyhow, um, next game is the Lions at the Bears. The Bears are on a five game losing streak. Yeah, and the Lions are just trash. Yep. So, funny enough, uh, this was another game that I was kind of listening to earlier, and I'm very split on this, but apparently Mitchell Trubisky is, like, tremendous against the Lions. I did hear that, but also keep this in mind also. The Lions just fired Matt Patricia. Yeah, but I believe it's – I think it's Daryl Bevel is their offensive coordinator that took over as head coach. He knows what he's doing. Right, um, but what I what I'm saying is I picked the Lions because for whatever weird reason, every time a team gets their head coach fired, they win the next game. Yeah, I think it just gets them a little fired up. But I'm actually right. going to still take Chicago here. Okay, I think defense and Mitchell Trubisky's track record against the Lions. So next game, the Saints at the Falcons. 
I don't know if Drew Brees is going to be back. I don't. I don't think he is. I think they're planning on Taysom Hill again. I believe they are. So funny enough, we're probably going to split here again too. I'm taking the Falcons this week. Yep. So I took the Saints. Uh, I just. I don't know. I just don't see the Saints losing that game. But the Falcons, like you said, the Falcons are hot right now. Yeah. All right. That's kind of like the split rule I was just talking about, though, too. I think the Falcons are good enough right now to where they should split the series with them. So this is a game we talked about earlier, the Giants at Seattle. I don't even think it's worth talking about. I think just Seattle and move on. The Colt McCoy-led Giants – I picked Seattle also. All right, next one. The Rams at the Cardinals. This is the game I've been waiting to talk about. Oh, my gosh. So, this is a two-headed monster. On one side, you have a quarterback, Jared Goff, who's been playing just awful football for four weeks in a row. Right. And then on the other side, you have Kyler Murray, who's definitely hiding having an injured shoulder. Yep. Um, I think I'm going to go with a defensive perspective on this, and I think I'm going to go Rams here. So I went with the Rams also, and I like you're saying, with something's not right with Kyler Murray. And until he gets his stuff together – I think the Rams are going to take that game. Yeah. Which is sad because I really want Larry Fitzgerald to get a ring. I don't I don't think it's going to happen, man. I know. All right, next one, the Patriots at the Chargers. Oh. So This is my week I picked the Chargers to come through with a victory. Come on. I know I want to so bad. Here's the stat about the Patriots. They have not lost seven games in a season since 2002. Well, they're going to this year. There's no doubt in my mind about that. They're one loss away. But I don't think this is it. You're going Patriots? Every time I pick against them, they win. Every time I pick for them, they lose. And it just it just crushes me. I want the Chargers to win, but I fully believe that Bill Belichick has probably studied the heck out of some tape, and he does not want to miss the playoffs. Also, and, I'm pretty sure there's some weird stat out there about Bill Belichick versus rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. I, I'm going to go Patriots. Screw it. All right. I, I'm sticking with Chargers on that one. All right. So next one. The Eagles at Green Bay. This is kind of the same thing as last week as with the Raiders and the Falcons. If Green Bay somehow loses this game, I'm going to be talking really bad about them next week. Right. Yeah, I went with Green Bay also. This better – Green Bay, they need to win this game like 40 to 10. Yeah. Because the the Eagles are a – dumpster fire right now yeah and you know i really i think there is some odd chance that during the offseason if Wentz plays out the season like this that they end up trying to trade him and just start jalen hurts next year 
I yeah, I think that's a realistic possibility. And I think they would find a probably find a suitor for Carson Wentz too if they tried to do that. He's not bad. This is literally his first bad year. Yep. Like this is literally his first bad year. He's but you know been- how Philly is. Philly is you produce, oh. or the entire city is going to attack you. So yeah, they're ru- like, they are ruthless. Yeah. All right. So Denver at Kansas City. Poor Denver. I feel so bad for them. I think they've designated Blake Bortles as their emergency guy right now. Yeah, and they told him, don't even come into the office at all during the week. Nothing. You were to sit at home, and if something happens again with our quarterback room, you're coming from home to the field. Right. Exactly. Kansas City. I don't, I don't, there's, yeah, there's no even chatting about that. It's just Kansas City all the way. Yeah, I obviously took the Chiefs as well. There's no way they're losing to the Broncos. No. uh, anyhow, so now we're getting on to the Monday night games. The Redskins at the Steelers. And this is really ter- getting a lot of speculation from NFL Network. They wrote two articles saying that the Redskins are going to win this game. You know, which is funny. Um, I. I'm imagining you're probably going to take the Redskins here just because you've seen that stuff. But okay. I really don't think they're going to win against an 11-0 and Steelers team. So yeah. I went with the Steelers. Oh, and thank the, goodness. So, the re- so you're taking the Steelers also? Yeah. So the reason I went with the Steelers, obviously I want the Redskins to win. But... There's a couple of reasons why I took the Steelers. One, I would have been less scared of the Steelers if they went out and dominated Baltimore. The Steelers played like absolute trash, like literal trash on the field against the Ravens. Somehow still won. And I know Mike Tomlin is the type of head coach he is going to lay into them for that performance. And, oh, yeah. and if they don't dominate the Redskins, he's going to lay into them again. So I think they're going to come out and just try and lay it on to the Redskins. But also the other reason why I went with the Steelers, the Redskins, whenever they get national publicity that's positive – they completely fall on their face. Right. Now, so, it's a different era. It's the Ron Rivera era. It could be a little different. We'll see. Um, it's but, a primetime game, and they have positive national publicity. So, But, you know, I just think it's so funny because, like, we're on this, you know, two-game winning streak or whatever, but it's not like it was against the best of teams. It was against two of the worst teams yeah. in the league. So – I don't know. I think they're just trying to hype up this game because it's a Monday game and they're trying to make it seem like it's worth watching or whatever. But I think the Steelers just run all over us. You know, the, this is the best defense we'll be going up against all year. Yeah, so the Redskins have the number four defense and the Steelers have the number three defense. Yeah, and this is probably – the I would say this offense have probably has the most weapons of any – 
you know, between Ben Roethlisberger throwing to all these weapons, probably the most proficient offense will face all year too. Yeah, and here's another stat, actually. The Steelers, so everybody talks about how great the Redskins' defensive line is. The Steelers have given up the least amount of sacks in the league this year. So that will be something interesting to watch if the right. Redskins can actually get pressure. Right. Now, so I will say the one thing that stinks for the Steelers is they're going to be missing Bud Dupree for the rest of the year. Yeah, and that's a big, a big part of that defensive line. That is a big hit to them. Yeah. But – but uh, I think that the key to this game is the Redskins defensive line if they are able to get any pressure on Ben Roethlisberger because they're going up against the number one offensive line in football right now. Right. And a big part of that, too, and whatever, I'm not discrediting the offensive line. Big part of that, too, is Big Ben because he is a hard man to bring down. He is. He's one of the hardest quarterbacks to sack. And he's always been like that. He's always been so good at just evading sacks. All right. So uh, the second Monday night game is the Bills at the 49ers. Now, this game, due to all the new COVID regulations in California, the, the 49ers are a home game in Arizona. They're playing in Arizona. Right. I went with the Bills. You know, it's funny. I'm going Bills, too. I'm just going to say that outright. But I, so many people are like 49ers, 49ers, 49ers on this game. I, why? I mean, the Bills, I, I get it. The 49ers are coached well by Kyle Shanahan, but the Bills are pretty dang good, um, and they're coached well, and they're healthy. And I yeah, don't know why Bills, I'm hearing so many people clamoring that the 49ers are going to win this game. The Bills are are a little, to me, underrated. They, I think they only have four losses, and one of them is because of a Hail Mary. Three. They're eight and three. All right. Well, even better. They only have three losses, and one of those losses is because of a Hail Mary. Yeah. So They're they a could, good team. They could have this the third best record in the league right now tied with the Saints. Right. They're a good team. And I don't get why all these experts are out there saying 49ers. So we'll see. But I really I think the Bills have this. Uh well, they were talking about how horrible the Bills have been on Monday night games. Oh yeah, because they're um oh, what was it? Under Sean McDermott, I think they're 0 and four on Monday night. Right. So that will be interesting to watch. Now, the special, the Tuesday night game, is the Cowboys at the Ravens. This, if if RG3 is starting again, or if Chase McSorley is starting, this is going to be a horrible game for All both. Right, so they already said that Lamar should be is already pretty much cleared to come back for that game. Um, RG3 is actually out for the year. He's on IR. All right. And Trace is going to be the backup. But they pretty much already said, like, Lamar is expected to be in this game. Um, They better hope so because (laughs) that was horrible offense against the Steelers. Yeah. Yeah. Man, these Ravens, I don't even know if the Ravens make the playoffs this year. They're they're they are on the outside looking in right now. They're yes. they're one loss away from being a five hundred team right now. Yeah. Um 
But there's no way they lose to the Cowboys. I picked the Ravens. You think even if something did happen with Lamar Jackson and Trace McSorley, you don't think that the Cowboys win? I think that the Cowboys' defense is so bad that the Jets might be able to beat the Cowboys. <laughs> That's how bad the Cowboys' defense is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely going to go Baltimore here, but I think it's going to be a little bit closer than you think. No, I didn't say it's going to be blowout. I think it's going to be a horrible game. Yeah. But I just think that there's no way that they can lose to the Cowboys. There there shouldn't be. But the way that the Ravens are playing lately, I don't know if it would surprise me. So that's all of the games. So let's go through and see which ones we have different. So we have one, two, three, four. We picked four games different this week. So we have the Browns and the Titans. You took the Browns. I took the Titans. Right. That, that game can go either way. The Lions and the Bears. I took the Lions. You took the Bears. That game can go either way. Um, the Patriots and the Chargers. You took the Patriots. And I took the Chargers. That game could probably go either way. And then the Saints and the Falcons. I took the Saints and you took the Falcons. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to say this is like a strong guess for that game for me. However, I will say that it, I just – I don't know. I feel like the Saints are kind of overdue for a loss. I don't know why. They are – I mean, the Saints have been flying under the radar. They absolutely have. So, they could come up with a loss in this game, but – it's uh that's week 13 picks. So this is I'm telling you even even if the Redskins lose to the Steelers, which more than likely they will. The Giants are not going to beat Seattle. Right. First of all. The Eagles are not going to beat Green Bay. So really the only team that has any shot is maybe the Cowboys against the Ravens, which they shouldn't have a shot, but maybe they do. But we beat the Cowboys twice, so we own the tiebreaker over them. So even even if we lose, we're probably still going to be right there, you know, tied for first with the Giants after this week. Right. Yeah. Except, you know, what sucks is we lost both the games to the Giants, which we should have at least won one of those. We should have won both. We should have. But we didn't, and now yep. we're where we're at. We should have beat the Giants both times. You, The first one, you go for two and miss, trying to win the game instead of go to overtime, which, okay, I, I get it. Um, and uh, Kyle Allen, he could have ran into the end zone. Instead, he let up and then tried to throw it. I I don't know what he was doing. But anyhow, then the second time we play them, we're in field goal range to tie the game, and Alex Smith not once but twice leads them into field goal range and then pulls a Brett Favre and throws across his body for an interception. Yeah. So that's two games that you literally just gave away. Then the Lions game, 
we're when we're about to go into overtime with 16 seconds left and you let them drive all the way down the field and win. So that's three games. If you, if we win those three games, our record is opposite. We're seven and four. If we win those games. Yeah. Yep. We really, we should have. So, but we didn't. And now we're in the position we're in, but it's funny though. You can see, although this team shouldn't be good the ron rivera effect you know what i mean he has got them to band together and actually play as a team yeah whereas before they played as individuals right and truly we found some good players this year we got cam curl who i think is doing a really good job right now you know i'm telling you i'm telling you that play where Terry McLaurin ran down uh, Smith and saved that 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 play never would nobody on the Redskins would have ever made that play f- for the coaches that we've had in, in previously, right? Because they just didn't care, right? Yeah. So that's a that's something to look forward to. You know, even if this year we make the playoffs, we're we're not making this to the Super Bowl. Hey, but... I'll tell you what, I don't know if you saw the stat or not, but apparently the last two teams that went to the playoffs with a losing record won the first playoff game. Yeah, the, the Panthers and the Seahawks, they did win the first playoff game. Yeah. So but there's always then... that to hold hope out on. So yeah, but then you're just getting yourself a worse and worse pick the farther you go along. Yeah. So true, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Anyhow, we'll see what T Rob throws at us. Right. With his picks. So anyhow, anything else you want to throw throw in? Uh no. I again I thought most of the news this week either we went over already or it, it's all COVID related, which is to me, it's just like, whatever. It's the, it's the topic right now, but I'm just tired of talking about it, you know? Right. I hear you. So it is what it is. All right. Well, that was fast. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs>